2: Good evening, everybody. Welcome along to the latest episode of TurfCast podcast with, of course, myself, Joe Revan and Simon Townley. Now, you might notice if, uh, if you're listening on, um, on your favourite podcast app, like the majority of you do. Um, I've done the intro a little bit different today, that's going I normally say, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this, but we are live on YouTube at the minute as well, so everybody who's watching it on YouTube right now will, will think, why is he saying good morning, why is he saying good morning, but that, that's why I've not said it this week, but hello to everyone watching on YouTube, hello to everybody listening or watching um, at a later date, hope you're all well, uh, like I said, I'm joined by Simon, how you, been, how you, how you doing mate, you alright?
0: I'm very well mate, excited for it. It's first well, lab, it's you that keep
2: so you 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 keep asking for it and stuff don't you so I just thought uh, I, I always said like we'd do something uh, on YouTube when we when we first got to 100 subscribers um and we got to that this week on 107 now actually so it we're on 95 for like two weeks and then I like to put it, like a I, yeah I put like a roll call out saying come on get 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 liking us, come on get subscribed uh, and quite a few people um, um, did, so thank you to everybody who did that. But yeah, so I just thought, live live podcast, live sort of like Q&A, if people want to get involved in questions. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, by the way, please think of some questions, put them in the chat now uh, and we'll come back to them and answer them uh, when, once we've finished talking about um, what we're going to talk about. But first, a uh, big shout out to Burnley Football Club because um, they gave us the perfect piece um of content, uh, by announcing that Ben Mee had signed a contract extension half an hour, half an hour until we went live. Um, you were shaking your head then. Are,
0: are you aware of that? I hope you are. No, well, I, w- I was unaware as to what you was going to say, is what my problem was, and then now I know. So, yeah, I did know that. Usually, for those that might have been the first time of listening, Joe throws these little trumps in there of like, oh, yeah, did you know about that? I'm like, what, what, what are you on about? But no, so thankfully, I did know about that one. Uh,
2: what are your thoughts then?
0: Oh, he's. he's it's kind of a joke that we uh, we left it as long as we did, like to, to trigger that contract. He should be begging him to stay for the next five years, not just giving him a year because he's that much of a vital part of the squad back room, everything. You know what I mean? He's not just a, he's not just on the pitch, is he? So Well he's yeah, a club cool
2: captain, isn't he? So yeah, exactly. I think I think we're a club cool captain that sort of role. Yeah, that sort of role you know, you, you've got to do. You've got to do things that you do on the pitch. You've got to do the things that you do off the pitch, man. The way you responded to the banner was a perfect example of yeah. like a captain leading by example. Uh, whether you agree with the banner or not, that's a different matter altogether. But the way you came out and spoke for the football club uh, and spoke very, very well and articulately and uh, and you know faced the cameras at a difficult time. That's that's what a captain needs to do, and he's been fantastic on the pitch as well. He's had a good season.
0: Yeah, man. Not just that, is it? He's been a ten-year buddy. How long's he been here now? I just made it ten years up by the way, but he's been here a long time. And he's a there. long
2: time. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Uh, you chat shit. I'll um. I'll quickly. I'll quickly have a look. Just the fact that he's part of the furniture, isn't
0: he? And keeping yeah. people like could you him right? in
2: another teams in another teams like top? It's not right, is it? They joined Burnley exactly. in 2012, so he's not far off, mate. And not this will years. see him. This will see him to ten years. So the 2022 that he's going to be here for ten years then.
0: Well, there's not if many people here, in my lifetime that have uh, even earned the right for a testimonial, but he's earned the right tenfold. Let's put it that way. He's well, back in there,
2: we had a few, didn't we? I remember Branchy having one. Um, Who did Andy we play with
0: United? No, we Branches United? were weird. Br- branches were a
2: weird one. I didn't actually go on Branches. I, I was doing something. We played Man United in somebody's. We not. We not have like a match for Stan. Like, not a, a traditional testimonial, something like but uh, something like that. I can't remember. Well, I remember going on quite a few back in the day. Michael Duff, I think, got one.
0: I, I, I can't remember. who got one for what? But like I said, there's not many times it people even qualify for it. But he certainly has uh, years and and in sort of loyalty. But he's a he's a class player, and, and you can't let like, get anyone like that go lightly. So I'm, I'm glad we've sorted it out and not let it. done what I think we as did well, a Couple of years ago.
2: Well, not do what we what we did a couple of weeks ago as well. We are letting Endrick yeah. and all the rest of them ref- leave. I mean, Endrick was probably be the only one that I think most people would be a little bit annoyed about leaving. Uh, some people won't, obviously, but uh, a lot of the people that did leave, we just thought, nah, not too bothered. If the likes of I Lennon and Joe Hart leave, watching your and all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not a big fan, is uh, it? But that, that's that, that's something I are going to make. Uh, something I are going to bring up, and it's a good point that you've made. Like, I think it shows the bigger picture that the board have maybe learnt from their mistakes um, of of leaving it too late because his his contract was due to run out at the end of 2022 uh, sorry at 2021 so at the end of next summer um and now it's obviously like I say extended till 2022 so that's this is what they didn't do with Jeff Hendrick and stuff they just they just let it run and run and run then they're offering deals in October and January and then like
0: um well may as well so I think they've learned from the mistake I think as well I think it shows that well, it's not like we we're waiting for to see where we were next season because obviously we have been there for a long time so uh, there'll be a reason I guess that it's waited till end of season until they've cemented that deal but you can you can't knock sound players out like that I reiterate it it's ridiculous to even think about letting them contracts for now Yeah I agree with that happen,
2: and he's uh, yeah yeah he's a uh, and, and but he, he's, he's a different sort of different sort of um concept in the fact that he is, he is the club captain but it's brilliant to see that we've got him tied down um We've had his first comment on YouTube as well. Um, I think it's Chris Harris. His name on here is Haha Harris. I presume that's you, Chris. He says, Ben Me, new deal. Yes. But that brings it on nicely um, to, um, I put a post out saying, what are your thoughts on the new Ben Me contact extension? We will read out all of the responses in our live podcast, um, which gets started in half an hour, because at the time it was going to get started in half an hour. We're obviously live now, so that's no longer factual. Um, So you need to be quick to get your responses read out. Um, Jimmy McEncheon says he's the heart and soul of the club always happy to put his body on the line dead proud of his response to the plane banner almost as good as a new signing uh, Dobry Dan uh, says expect 100% positivity to be honest from him and will be a well-deserved testimonial which is something you've just spoken about in due course you know what I was going to mention it while you were talking about it well, Kevin Long's been here for 10 years and we never had him, him a testimonial now I, I, I know you're shaking your head and I, and I understand why I'm, I'm He's not sure a many testimonial fans this
0: season. He's had his testimonial.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not sure many fans that have gone on. Uh, some people would have done, obviously. I, some people are going anything if it's at the turf, anything to do with Burnley Football Club. But um, never, never thought about giving him one. Not done enough on the pitch, then for you, no, no. I can't, I, I can't disagree with that. I just thought I'd be a little bit contrite. There's, there's staff um...
0: members at Turf more that deserve it more than some people. <laughs> They've been there 30, 40 years. They deserve a testimonial.
2: Yeah, true. Uh, Chris, IWGP, Chris BFC on Twitter says, I'm delighted with this. Burnley legend uh, re-signing um, is great news and it shows the board realise that they can't leave it till the last minute like last time, which is what I said. Uh, Chris Harris, who's also just put on Twitter saying it is me, Joe. So there you go. I've read, read one of your comments out twice. Um, Peter Brunskill says, it's as good as a new signing. We missed him on Sunday um, we wouldn't have conceded the second goal if he was there. Now, we'll get into the Brighton game in a little minute, actually, Peter. Um, but I don't necessarily disagree with that. Corey, BFC Corey, says, just sexy. Can't argue with that. Uh, Mr. DePunzel says, brilliant news, but he's going to have tough competition from Gibson next season. Uh, and then a laughing face, so he's obviously <laughs> taking a piss um harry picture08 says this is the best news of 2020 sue ashworth says amazing news he's a massive asset to the club it would be stupid not to offer him an extension he deserves it one of our most hardworking players when he is not injured harvey says great business our leader dom joe mack says i'm buzzing with this he's fantastic on and off the pitch and manchester at baggy mank says great move from the management uh fantastic player and a fantastic captain also, spoke on behalf of every decent fan after the Man City game. Um, so, yeah, he's obviously referring to the playing banner there. But a lot of fans, of
0: course, agree with me and
2: you. Well,
0: a couple of points from that. That I mean, I, I started saying it earlier, but it went off on track. But, like, keeping Beg Gibson out, is not, like, people don't look at that as for what it actually is. You know, he's not a, a shit bit part player that we signed to, to try and sort of squeeze him in one day. He was there to actually fight for that place, and he's not even had a sniff. So no. it's all right. Whatever your opinion is of the Ben Gibson situation, people keeping him out like Ben Me is just testament to how well he's done. But I, I, I was, I was just thinking then like about my favourite Ben Me moment. I don't, I don't, know if you've got any. Have you got a favourite Ben Me moment? Oh,
2: it's got to be, it's got to be the the line, the line block yeah. with his face That's at right, Reading, yeah. hasn't it? It's, well, it's, it's well, got to be that. Way. I mean, I, it, it doesn't even think twice. He doesn't think, well, this is going to hurt. He doesn't think, well, this is my face. That's stupid. Uh, if, if it were me, this is why I'm sat here. On on a, on a bed from Ikea rather than you know on a football pitch, but if it were me, I'd have been like diving the other way out out of the ball, you know what I mean? Like, and most you, you people really wouldn't with, with any sense, I, I do to be fair, I like, I've had a few balls to the face, footballs by the way, <laughs> uh, that, that's what I mean <laughs> with that one. Um, but I, I think well, what else is there? There's obviously uh, uh, his goal at Palace, I really enjoyed simply because, um. You know, he, he doesn't get many that's goals, good. to be fair, to <laughs> Ben me. Yeah, he doesn't get many goals. And then the celebration as well. I enjoyed the celebration because he obviously dedicated so it to his, so his premature that. newborn daughter. And it showed how much he'd been going through like during lockdown and stuff and, and things like that. But yeah, there's been a few down the years. Uh, you were going to say the Reading one, though. Have you got any others?
0: No, no, that, that, that's by far my favourite. There's uh, There's been a few last week. What about, week what about the
2: Wesley tackle? What, that were good. What,
0: um, there's a man with brittle bones, man. I can't even watch that replay. Uh,
2: yeah, it's, it's not, it's not a good frame for him, but it's a brilliant tackle.
0: West Ham. When this season? Joe last Hart, season? Joe Hart came out, they have shot, and were it Ben me that we were running back and he literally jumped up and it was going in. And yeah, I'm not sure line. if
2: it were against West Ham. It could have been. I My memory. But I do remember that moment. I do remember him jumping up and doing something like that. It, um, it, it were yeah,
0: it in. We'd all resigned ourselves and Joe Hart's out of position. Shock. And um, Ben Me just like... I didn't even see Ben Mee getting it, never mind, but he's saving
2: it. Yeah, it just shows how well he reads the game, that, doesn't it? Because uh, yeah. uh, Ben Harris... Sorry, ben Harris. Uh, Chris Harris, don't know where I got Ben from. Chris ben Harris May. says the Joe Gomez tackle. Now, that that were another one where he won the ball, but it just... Yeah, this, is like about ben this is what I like about Ben Mee. This is what I like about Ben Mee. For some reason, he has he has fans of other clubs, some other clubs on strings, like Villa fans hate him, Liverpool fans hate him. Simply because he's a good defender. Because, yeah, they might go, oh, well, he injured our player for X amount of months or whatever. Both of them tackles were good tackles. He won the ball on both occasions. Yeah, he might be a little bit forceful, but he's forceful within the well, law. The it's not one. like he's leaving the ground. The Wesley one as well, he won the ball. Is that what I... What did I
0: say? Sorry, I thought I didn't hear that bit. But then, um, it, it were a bit uh, crackly then. But that that challenge, oh, my mate, it made me... St- turn in me it was it's the hard. challenge itself
2: i know what you mean the challenge itself i look at it and i don't i don't see anything too wrong with it but when when, when you see the freeze frame yeah. of his knee bending and his ankle yeah. under it then yeah it looks bad but you know if, if i slipped and fell over near you or something that'd look bad you know what i mean a, a freeze frame can make a tackle look bad but obviously that's where the injuries come from um and, and things like that but it, it both occasions he won the ball it is it, he is he yeah, yeah. is well, him and Tarkey and me are the epitomized Burnley Football Club.
0: I mean, I don't have the stats in front of me, I don't because my phone's using the thing. But, uh, wait, how many red cards have been me had at Burnley? Because he's, he's let's probably, have a look. You,
2: um, I don't know actually, we'll have a look. He's probably, short,
0: he's probably short of about 10 that he, <laughs> he could have got in this modern day football and his old fashioned tackles with the added thing of nobody likes Burnley in the refereeing world. So, he's probably I don't remember him getting too many, is what my point. I was. don't remember
2: him getting any. Um I don't, I don't And just me, well, looking I at in, inf- for goal, um, they're not saying he's ever had any. Someone might tell me wrong yeah, uh, if you are listening. But I, I've never heard of InfoGoal.net. It doesn't sound like it's um an English website. So and it only goes it only goes until the 2014-15 season anyway. Um, so yeah, well you might have had one before any. then.
0: But when you see the the hard tackles he does, and the, the fact that we're Burnley in the Premier League. Uh, he's surprising, really, because we even won the Fair Play League, didn't we, back in the
2: not in the too day long ago. Yeah. yeah, not too long ago. When that the
0: day of the year they decided that that weren't worthy of a European spot anymore?
2: Yeah, I think I mean Jared spoke about this other day. Actually, your brother, for those that aren't uh, that aren't aware of Jared, is um, he's on the watch along, obviously as well, uh, quite regular. But um, me and Jared talk about this other day, and I, I don't think we actually won it. And I think they decided like we, it was in it was in like three months left that they decided that wasn't enough anymore, you had to do something else. I think I think they were scared of us uh, maybe winning it um, and then change the rules. But just looking at the last five seasons, according to this info.goal.net, uh, Ben Mee played 32 times this season, scored one goal, had 12 shots, um, which is interesting, I'm surprised he had that many. Uh, yeah, completed that. 72% of his passes, on average, uh, made two tackles per game. Uh, but gave away one foul per game, uh, so that's interesting. Uh, seven yellow cards throughout the entire season, and zero red cards. Uh, he got ten yellow cards in the Premier League season 2014-15. Um, nine red cards, sorry, nine nine yellow cards last season. So his he, disciplinary record's all right to say that he's got fans of yeah. Villa and Liverpool on strings.
0: Yeah, no mate. Just to, to, to summarise, he's, a, he's an unbelievable asset to to Burnley Football Club.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, and I know I said that this will be sort of like a look back at the season, and, and it will be, uh, but we've spent 18 minutes talking about Ben Me, and the next 18 minutes, maybe, who knows, we're going to be talking about the, um, the fan time question, because I'm going to obviously put it to you, uh, but as mentioned, uh, in fact, we haven't mentioned it yet, our sponsors of this are actually Pitch Sports, and I've just remembered, uh, I can do these banners, um, you know, the, um, the things I that I have on the video. Runner. There you go. There they are. Look there it you go. There is it is. Careful. I forgot. I I forgot. I this. forgot to do. It. I forgot to do it live. I forgot to do it. So apologies to Pitch Sport and Athletic. Who I'll put theirs up in a minute as well. Um, but I won't be editing them on at the start because I'm not editing this video. That's the best thing about doing this podcast, by the way. Live is that I don't actually have to I can't edit see it my shirt anymore. Well, sit up then. Go on, sit up properly. Gosh, so my posture is not made hold on i will dropped my phone where's he gone I'm back here we are here we are Um, right um, yeah what were I saying yeah yeah, fan time so we are sponsored as you can mention by Pitch Sports um, they are our sponsors. Uh, please go and download the app on the Google Store or Play, uh, App Store, iTunes Store, whatever you use to use your apps, uh, to download your apps. Uh, it's like a fan hub where you can sort of like talk to other fans, put your opinions across and things like that, choose teams, predict results, all that sort of thing, and then give your man of the match and stuff after um, after the games. But obviously every week I do what's called a fan time question. Here is my video. It's not the best freeze frame. Now. I love I'm just the freeze frames on you, by the way. They're always that... It- it winds me up though. They always they always they always do a graphic, right? And I ask them to do it. I do ask them to do the graphic. But it's always where I'm like, ah, just, just choose a better freeze frame. Be they don't they don't care. They don't, honestly, it's not it them I that's see, on the line, it's, it's right, me. Brilliant. So this week I asked, i put the question to you first before we talk about uh, people's responses. I asked. Who is your player of the year this season? It's a nice, simple one this week. All I want to know is who is your player of the year? If you are watching on YouTube now, we have quite a few people watching live. Uh, please comment your player of the year. I'll read them out when Simon's given us his, and I've done mine, and we've read out the ones on Pitch Sport, because, of course, they come first. They're our sponsors. So, Simon, who is your player of the season?
0: Do you know It's, it's a difficult one, because usually there's a standout one for me. Like, like mm-hmm. Dwight, for example, when he came in the scene and he just flew through it, uh, Pope, there's, there's, there's three or four it could be this year, but for me, I'm gonna go with Tar Ben Because, me? Oh. yeah, for me, it's gonna be Tar because few, few reasons, but the main ones for me is that he's gone from sort of like being next to Ben Me to suddenly leading that line this season in the defense. Yeah, he's he's stepped up as a captain in the last few games, and probably if in a normal if that was a competitive role being the captain, which is not. Um, You'd be, you'd be wondering if he was going to get the captain's armband next year. That's how well he's done while he's been in that role. Um, but yeah, just just stood out and I think that he's put himself in a really good position in the shot window, which is not good for Burnley, but he's shown himself to be one of the best English centre-halves and I don't understand how he's not the main centre-half in England squad at the minute.
2: Uh, I don't understand how he's not even uh, in... There's players out there that you could argue could be the main centre-off in the England squad ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, I, no, I, I no, do agree do with that. you, though. But I mean, how he's not even in the squad? How yeah. How is he not even in... It's an absolute fucking travesty that he isn't in that England squad. Honestly, it is. And people can hide behind the, oh, well, he's not that good with the ball at his feet. Number one, you he know, actually he is. is. He, 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 yeah. He's good with the ball at his feet. He, he, his he might not be as good... Down. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, whereas he's calm more. as out. Exactly, whereas he's calm as out. He's class with the ball at his feet. Yeah, granted, he might not be as good as some players in the England squad with the ball at his feet, but he's a better defender. And it's his job to make sure that people don't get chances behind him and get in behind him or, or get headers on the goal or get shots on target and things like that. It's, that's his job. And that's exactly what he does. He, he is class. And I agree with you. My player of this season um, is Tarkovsky. Um, for me I just think I think without him I know Nick Port's done very very well and I do feel yeah, harsh not on. giving it Nick I feel really harsh not giving it Nick because he's been classed to be second in the Golden Glove race is an absolute
0: um,
2: well, absolutely can, phenom- phenomenal achievement
0: more comes to the Golden Glove than just a
2: keeper yeah yeah I get exactly but that's the point I've got, uh, Tarkovsky's top of the, the clearances for the Premier League and potentially up there in headers as well I'm not sure I haven't got the stats in front of me uh, which is a nice get out but for me it's Tarky. I think I think a lot of the stuff, a lot of the reason why why Pope does so well and, and the rest of the defenders is because Tark is in front of him. Now I'm not saying Pope isn't a class goalkeeper, of course he no, is. No, um, no. But, but, said but uh, yeah, but I think I think I think Tarky for me, He's the, only lads, 50% the lads, lads an absolute it, Royce. It? Yeah, the lad's an absolute Rolls Royce. Uh, and he's he is. he's the best defender I've seen at Burnley, I think, in my lifetime. I think I c I can't think of anyone else. The only person I think could come closer would be Michael Keane and Ben Mee. Um people, should I say, be Michael Keane and Ben Mee, but I think I think he's I think he's, in my Arthur opinion, no better than them two. Arthur Noir, of course, yeah, he was yeah. class. Uh, oh, Graham God. Branch, when he used to play at fullback as well. Those were the days. I'll tell you what as well, the player I did used to love when I was growing up with John McGreal. That guy John took McGreal. no shit, man. Even an absolute McGreal. legend. I think I think he is. he's is he still the manager of Colchester or I think he might have got sacked, you know. Um, but that guy's an absolute legend. I always remember once David Nugent were bombing down on goal and a ball came over the top. And obviously John McGreal had his were running towards goal, which is as a defender, you never want to be doing, and the ball's coming this. over and, and Nugent's fast as foot, man. Well, he was back then, he's probably a little bit yeah. slower now. But John McGreal just looked over his shoulder, saw the ball coming, and just did an overhead kick I as he's it. running back to. I remember just being like, what if he'd have missed that?
0: we Would have been like I think I think it went nil nil at that
2: point as well, and quite early well in the game. So we wouldn't well,
0: because we? yeah. back in the day where you didn't have defenders on the halfway line. That was when we had our defenders stood on edge of penalty areas still, yeah. and they were caught yeah. on the halfway with the ball. All over.
2: I, th- I think I think the counter attack. I think that's what it were. I think yeah. a lot of us are out yeah, of yeah. position. Um, but thank you for everybody that got involved and answered on fan time. I have seen all your who responses on Twitter as well. Uh, who won the fan time? Who won the like?
0: Well, who would have won the vote from the fan time? Yeah.
2: Actually? I'll read them out now. Thank you to everyone who got involved, though, because, um, like I say, these are our sponsors. It's always nice to keep them happy. Uh, And if you want your response read out every single week, uh, just respond to our fan time question, and I will read out every single response, as long as it's not homophobic, racist, or whatever. Because they're Um, Yes. Well, yes. Uh, Johnny T, which I presume is Tati from the Watch Along, says, easy for me, 100%. James Tarkovsky, he is absolutely majestic. Neil and Layfield, friend of eyes. the podcast. Yeah, he does. He does love him. Did, but, yeah. uh, but, yeah. but no, he didn't put any. He didn't put the eyes oh. emoji, but he does love him. Neil Layfield, friend of the podcast, and um, he's been on the watch along as well with Johnny, um, says, they're all heroes apart from Gibson. <laughs> Love that bit. Um, but ultimately, I think Tarki gets it. Consistent all year, chipped in with some goals and showed good leadership when me got injured as well. Uh, Chris Harris, how many times have I mentioned Chris's name on this podcast now? Uh, Tarkovsky 100%. We're talking. Tarkovsky 100%. Pope, Wood, West Dwight, and Jay have all been good, but none have been as crucial to us as Tarkey. Perfectly put, mate. As yes, I agree, I, I feel harsh not giving it Nick, but I think, I think Tarkey's been more important to us this season than Nick has. Um Burnley Life has said Tarkovsky being vital to our success and the defence and it really looks overloaded. and finally, which is our last one and our only person on fan time who didn't vote for Tarkovsky is Burnley FC Laters says Jay Rodriguez secured a lot of important points for this season like his goal at Anfield and obviously the one at Manchester United as well so what are your thoughts on them responses then Simon? you said you wanted to know, I mean it's they, they agree with us so, I know
0: it's nice though, because often I'll say stuff and then you get the you know, I hear stuff and I'm rolling my eyes. I might be internally even saying what the fuck, but they're all right. They agree with me. I think, so I, think right.
2: I think I think that's the majority of people's internal thoughts, and they're rolling their eyes. Is what the fuck in it? To be fair, yeah, yeah. Uh, but people but, don't necessarily all agree with us on on YouTube though. Uh, Forster one thousand says talks. He does agree with us. Daniel Culliner, um, friend of the podcast, who comments on a lot of our stuff, says Pope. And Simon Marus, I presume this is Simon Marus, anyway, it's a guy called Simon M, uh, so I presume that's Simon Marus. Evening Simon, if that is you, hope you are well. Uh, says, Nick Pope for his player of the season. Now, I'm, I, it, it's easily for me, Talks or Pope, I wouldn't be overly like shocked if Pope got it, I just think for me, Tark has been the better player. I would be a little bit shocked if J-Rod got it, don't get me wrong, he's yeah. been class.
0: He gets away I'm... with murder though, because of, like, we love him, we love J-Rod, he could have an average game yeah. and he still having have him up for the next game.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, he has been class this season, to be fair. He, like, I, I said it on a podcast uh, a few weeks ago, but I'll say it again now because we're live and, and have a few viewers. But I was underwhelmed, is the word, I think, when we signed him. But he's proven me wrong. He's proven me well That's wrong. Yeah. He's been fantastic this season. Because he, he didn't do oh, much at West Brom last year in the Championship, did he? So I remember thinking, like, maybe he's past him, maybe he's not as good. At... I Go thought he might have been top scorer, but... Well, he might have been the top scorer for West Brom, but they finished like, they didn't finish that well. They weren't the top scorer of the Championship or anything like that.
0: No, I thought that meant for West Brom.
2: Yeah, I but, um, but I yeah, remember I being a bit was underwhelmed.
0: because he's been fantastic. And we, well, yeah, and, and we often said about that Jeff Hendrick playing attacking mid. I hated Jeff Hendrick in the attacking mid role. So as soon as we signed him, I thought, boom, there you go, you've got one. Um, so yeah, I, I was excited because I preferred him over Jeff in that position. Yep, fair enough. Uh,
2: Simon M says, It is me, Joe. So that's the second time someone's commented on the face on the YouTube video. Sorry, saying, Yes, it is me. Uh, Even in Simon, it's
0: because
2: we appreciate the the viewers. We appreciate the listeners. This is what I've always said. I'm not fussed about TurfCast, the page, having more likes than other Burnley pages out there. It's not something that bothers me. I want to build a community, a community. surrounding our view. Exactly. Surrounding our videos, surrounding the people that watch all. I want Chris and Simon Marus to know each other through TurfCast. I want them to chat to each other in the chat. I want them to you know, do stuff like that, build a community like like people do on Twitch. This is what they do. They yeah. build community around what they're doing. That's what I want to do with TurfCast. So I do appreciate all the people that comment. It is good to see Daniel. It is good to see Simon Maroose And it is good to see uh, Chris Harris in there as well.
0: Can we have like a TC pre-match drink before next season?
2: Um, Yes, to all of
0: them. Anywhere with wheelchair wheelchair access, (laughs)
2: yeah. Uh, So that rules out pretty much everywhere in Burnley. We'll just invite everyone round to your house. Uh, Oh, there we go. There's his live wheelchair, everybody.
0: Yeah. I got it. Chris says, yes, you
2: are, Joe, stop lying. I presume that's bothered about, uh, he's talking about me having more. Like, I mean, it'd be nice, Chris. Don't get me wrong, it would be nice. But honestly, I'm not that bothered. As long as I have people like yourself, Chris, like Neil Layfield, who's just joined in with the chat, like Paul Seedle as well, who I've seen Paul's name crop up loads of times. As long Steph. as I have. Yeah, Steph, yourself, you know, because you join him in the quiz, even though you're absolutely dog shit every week um but you know I, that's that's all i'm bothered about i mean it would be nice obviously but I'm, I'm not fussed as long as i have a nice community surrounding my videos people that get involved interact chat to me when they see me out and stuff that that's all i'm fussed about honestly honestly i really really am uh but anyway that's our uh neil layfield and paul cedo you two have only just joined fair enough people are busy marty's downstairs cooling it'll be callback time i get downstairs and um, so i'm fuming so these people are probably thought, after I'll, the I'll the nature, I went on that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave Joel to laugh to my tea I couldn't do that because I promise everyone's six o'clock but um, if you are late to the chat like Neil and Paul are please let us know your player of the year in the comments me and Simon have voted talker uh, Neil, you've already a- answered, actually, on on, um, on aren't you? But feel free to answer on YouTube as well to get another comment. Boost the analytics that mate. Keep it going. Keep it going. Um, Paul, as well, just get, get your thoughts in. Uh, and if you have any questions that you want me and Simon to answer later on when we finish doing our usual chat, put them in the chat now, um, and then we'll try and come back to them and answer any questions that anyone may have. Um, so get thinking if you haven't thought of one already, or if you thought of one, put it in now, and like I said, I'll scroll up. Um but, of course, part of the podcast that we do every week is we look back at the previous game. Uh, now, we've been doing really well recently. We haven't discussed a defeat uh, since the first game back into lockdown, which, of course, we lost to Manchester City 5-0. Uh, but this time uh, on Sunday, it was, wasn't it? It wasn't Saturday. We lost to Brighton, unfortunately, 2-1 at Turf Moor. The first defeat at Turf Moor. So, yeah, fair enough. That's Simon's thoughts on the game. Fuck him. Uh, but the first defeat since New Year's Day against Villa. Um, but thoughts on the game other than
0: fuck Simon? It, it was an hard work one to watch, weren't it? They've all been hard to watch in the last sort of five or six since all them injuries kicked in and it's easy to forget yeah. like you said to the other day, you said it on the watch along. you forget how many injuries we have because they've done that well since they come in. But it, it was hard to watch and to not get a result after all that sort of hard work and just wanting that clean sheet. It, as soon as that went goal went in, mate, game were gone. They were deflated. Yeah. I'm surprised we even got back in it, but just to sort of summarise, what a finish by Wood. I mean, that boy Yo, gets classed. slated. For his I, you know what?
2: I, I hate people. I hate's a strong word. I, I dislike people that, that think Chris Wood is is a poor player. How how can you think that fourteen goals in the Premier League and being our leading goal scorer for the last three seasons is a bad player? Admittedly, he was joint with Barnsley. I think last season. I think it's four seasons now. Actually, he's been top. I know it's three. Um, but how can you think that's bad? And and again, his goal at the weekend showed, admittedly, why some people might get frustrated or it showed that he's probably taking it all on board a bit now. He actually bent his run. He actually bent his run. He was running, bent it to make sure he stayed side, and the ball came over, which, by the way, was a fantastic pass. I can't remember who it was from now. If you know in the chat, let us know. Peters. Uh, Wester. Peters. I can't remember. Whoever it was. I think like it was a top, Peters left back. Top job. But great ball, and then he takes a touch after bending his run. The old one-two with the feet, where you control it with one, pass it onto the other foot, essentially with the control, and then slot it into the far corner. Brilliant finish by a brilliant Unbelievable, footballer.
0: Man. Unbelievable. And, I, and like you said, it's all right criticizing his offside runs, but it's Alan Shearer I remember saying it first. But if you don't, you don't complain about missing chances. You complain about not getting them, and it's the same with the runs. You can't complain that he's offside because every now and again this one does get in, and it's more than one a game that get in. It's just then he's done the hard bit. It's just about taking the chance after that. The majority of the time, he does.
2: Yeah, like Neil Neil Layfield just commented as well, saying Wood is class. He's offside a lot because of his role on the pitch, which is exactly. obviously exactly
0: what you just said. Um, you're playing centre-halves on the halfway line with a team that's as big and strong as we are, you're going to have to take a gamble. And, and sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But people, like you said, that I don't know what game to watch.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to what you just said. It was a difficult one to watch. I just think because... Everything surrounding that game was about Nick getting that clean sheet. There were a few murmurs about the record points, but I think for me, I wanted to make sure Nick got that clean sheet. And I would presume, looking at what Woody said after the win against Norwich, where he said, look, we're going to fight tooth and nail to make sure this lad gets that clean sheet. I think a lot of the players were focused on getting Nick that clean sheet. So I think that early goal... Yeah, I think I think, I think that early that. goal's just uh, exactly, and it's not his fault. It's just a class finish. But even it even if it would have been goal. like a mistake of ports or anything, I think they just deflated. Like they focused mm. all week on getting this, and that's gone in, and it's just deflated him. And that's why they never really got going in that game. I don't think.
0: Exactly, and and when you get goal, you can see the goal from thirty yards anyway. It's deflating because there's nothing you can do about it. You've got your shape. You've done everything right, and then they just got a world. It. It's already deflating. The fact that the award has gone. Um, and then you've got another great goal. So you got blessed with two great goals in that game from a poor game. Uh potential penalty with J. Rod. Well, yeah, I fouled. want to touch
2: on this actually because Simon Marus has left a comment. Like we didn't look at his best, but A that offside goal which we scored or didn't score in the end, we'll come on to in a second, could easily have yeah. stood. Um okay. and 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 the penalty it's a penalty all day fucking long, man. What is wrong? What is wrong with yeah. that man? It's, I, I think, honestly, I genuinely believe every other be man it it? would have given that. I genuinely believe every every other every other Premier League would have given that. Every other Premier League, every other referee would have given that free kick slash penalty yeah. penalty. I don't know why I said yeah. slash. That every, every, everyone would have given that penalty. And I think I think the last time he refed at the turf was at home to Tottenham, and I can't remember why, but he had an absolute shocker on that as well. And that's why I reshared something on the Turfcast socials this week, saying, "Oh, look, he's a clown again," because I put something up after that Tottenham game. Uh, saying that, oh look, he's a clown, uh, and he's done it again. Like it, it's one hundred percent a pen. So we should have, we should have, we should have had that. Then we get back into it anyway with the with the wood goal And now I have an issue with this offside as well. Now, right. from from Good the one. angle that we saw, from the angle that we saw on the watch along, and the angle that it shows on the highlights, you look at it and you have think, you yeah, fair ben, enough.
0: Have you put the Ben Me bit out already?
2: Have I put the Ben Me bit out? What bit?
0: The the first eighteen minutes of this live is that already out as a thing?
2: No, I can't. I oh, can't yeah. physically do that, mate. I can't download I'm the far video far until far I'm
0: that's wizardry.
2: No, I can't physically do that, mate. Uh, if anyone wants to apply to be sort of like my free social media person, <laughs> yeah. I say free because I can't afford to pay you. Then, then it's yeah, feel free. We can tweet. do shit like that. Yeah, I, I did that before we went live. Uh, you obviously must have uh, on, on like a lot. Anyway, what are I saying then? You fucking
0: sorry, mate. What are you even going on here? about? So the offside. The and then all of a sudden you carry on and about shit. <laughs>
2: The offside, uh, the offside. yeah. So if you look at the angle, every single angle, and what we watched on the watch-along, we all said, yeah, fair enough, he's blocking the goalkeeper. Uh, Brighton's goalkeeper, Ryan, his last name, is it? I can't remember. Um, He can't get to the ball, so it looks like JBG's blocking him off. But if you look from the other angle, he's fucking got hold of him. He's pulling him back.
0: I've not seen any other angles, because on the live, it only showed the one angle that... Exactly. I, I, even on the highlights, on the Premier
2: League official highlights, and even on the Burnley YouTube channel, it only shows that one angle. But someone tweeted a photo, I don't know who it was, of, of the Brighton goalkeeper pulling him back. So I think for me, that, that that's why I've got a little bit of an issue with it. How can that be offside if he's pulling him back? Oh, he's pulling him back, he can't get out you of you the two. way. Do I will what do. I'm, I'm,
0: Bournemouth I'm, won't put up with this shit. They'd sue him.
2: Fucking damn right! I think the the fact that Bournemouth have gone down because of that stupid one fail, damn right. Bournemouth exactly. are well within their rights because of that. Exactly.
0: Um, they don't put up with no cheat.
2: But I think this one's this one's different, though, isn't it? This one's like human opinion and human error, and it's a bit of a grey area. Whereas the Bournemouth one, it it went over the line, so it's as simple as that. It went over the line. Um, but yeah, so to say we played poorly, but yet could have easily won the game because we should have had the penalty and we should have had the goal that. Um, was given for VAR offside I think, I think that's a testament for us to say that we we played bad but again still could have won exactly and
0: and the amount of times that's happened this season what is it Fergie that said you've got a great team can play bad and win um, yeah it, and, and that's how you that. you have successful seasons by getting results when you're not at your best you don't get it at where well, I have mean, you know like you said getting three points because you played well it's about getting yeah well look at the Arsenal Invincible
2: best. season uh, they, they must have been not at their best so many times that season well I remember it very well they weren't but they used to always just dig out a draw they'd always that, dig that, out that, a that, draw that, or go on and win the game despite being at their best so yeah, yeah definitely uh, just going back to the point that we made about Ward Chris Harris has commented said Chris would got 14 in 32 games because that's that's a good little thing, and let's remember he was injured for a little bit as well, so he's missed, mm-hmm. what, six games there this season, he's still got 14, and if you cast your mind to the beginning of the season as well, I don't think he scored for like a month, Barnsley were getting all the were, goals at
0: that point. Some of them were coming off the bench.
2: Yeah, yeah, them I mean, so that, to, say, to say he's still got that many goals it is class, and he, say, he makes a good point him saying has got 17 in 38, and everyone says he's class, but obviously it's he's making he a point of people players, that. Yeah, he is class, Um and I think Chris will probably agree with that, but I think the point he's making is, For some reason, people hate Chris Wood and think he's a donkey. um, Whereas Jimenez, you know, he just gets praised all the time. Uh, Simon Malru says, "Last game of the season is always an anticlimax. I don't know what it is about us." Don't know what it is about us. For some reason, uh, we are dog shit on the last game of the season. Um, Chris Harris also says 100% a penalty. Now, before I go into sort of like a bit of a season review, I've had a couple of questions, um, one from Paul and one from Chris earlier on. I'll just scroll up to the Chris one. There it is. I'll put it on your screen now so everybody can see it. I will um, – can you see it, Simon? It's I will a- read it out for you. Don't worry. Oh, oh
0: Harris. Yeah,
2: that's his name. That's his name. But he says, what's the highest wage that you'd want us to sign a player on? Um, so I'll put that comment to, I'll put wow. that question to everyone in the chat as well. Um, so if you want to answer in the chat, please feel free to answer in the chat and you and Chris can all engage and have a little conversation. Um, but I'll also put the question to you as well, Simon, first.
0: Yeah, good question. What a cool question. Um, I'm not 100% sure what the Burnley cap is at the minute. So let's just throw a number out there for argument's sake at 50 uh, grander week is a top, I point. think
2: it's about that, isn't it? Because I, I don't yeah. know any player that's been on more than 50 55. I think, I think, Defoe was on 45, I believe Joe Hart was on 50 or 55. Um, I think Tarky's is probably yeah. pushing that top bit now. Obviously, we've been yeah, so probably good. isn't
0: knowing Burnley because we'll still keep dragging yeah. that last contract out before he re signed or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I say it's 50 for arguments. I want to start seeing the 65 push now. I know that's a bit of a jump. But the problem I have with it, even though I'm I'm preaching that's what I want. The problem we have with that is you start upsetting the Apple cart because then you talk you say, Well, I'm worth sixty five. Your your yeah. Ben Mees are worth sixty-five. And it, it's how much are you willing to pay for that one player can often make seven more players need a pay rise.
2: Yeah. I think I think remember when we were first in the Premier League, I think I think our wage cap then was like fifteen, wasn't it? I think it was something ridiculous like fifteen, no, in two thousand and nine, sure, yeah. two thousand and ten. Um, I'll tell you what I don't
0: remember,
2: when, though, which is, go on. I was going to say, and when Coyle left, everyone were like, well, blah, blah, blah. Why is, you know, wh- well, why can Bolton pay more money than, than, we, than, than we can? Obviously, Bolton at the time had been in the Premier League for like six, seven years. This was our first ever time. But it, it's, it's finding the right balance. Like you say, you don't want to, as Barry Kilby used to always say, bet the, bet the apple cart. Sorry, bet mm. the ranch or upset the apple cart. Um, but you also want to start bringing in and attracting the uh, attracting the better players uh, and stuff like that.
0: I can't remember the player that I'm referring to because it was someone we didn't sign. But I remember somebody going to a championship club, I think it was Sheffield Wednesday, and one of the players went there and I remember asking somebody who I knew that was at Sheffield Wednesday, saying, well, like, no disrespect, but why would you go to the championship? Like surely, blah, 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 about the wages and things. And he said, no, you'd be surprised, mate. Sheffield Wednesday pay more than Burnley pay. And that was four years ago when we were trying to sign Premier League players and wondering why they weren't coming to us because of things like like you said, championship clubs could offer more money than we could even offer at that time.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure it's still the case. Obviously, the exceptions. I think Leeds' weight bill last season would have probably been higher than ours.
0: I think I was just waiting for it because I I tried talking earlier, but at the point you were referring to um, £15,000 cap, and at that point, I know that Sheffield Wednesday were offering more for Wages at around 25, I think I remember speaking. Yeah. But then we were offering.
2: Yeah, I mean, thankfully for us, because we're on the right side of it, thankfully for us, the Premier League money's just gone up and up and up, whereas yeah, Championship yeah. money's it's still going up, but it's not going up as fast. So so we've been in the Premier League for the last four seasons now. Obviously, it's going to be the fifth next season, isn't it now? Um, mm. So we're, we're just going to benefit from that. But I think now you're getting, now your bigger clubs are coming up again. I think we're going to, we might end up sort of like struggling to sort of like carry on, but um, offering the certain amount because Leeds are cut next season. I bet you any money that Leeds will offer somebody over 100k, 100%. Villa probably already do. Uh, I know Bournemouth did when they're in the Premier League. Watford have done in the past as well. So we need to, we do need to start getting closer to these sort of clubs. So yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. 60, 65, maybe because Dash is on 75 a week.
0: Yeah, and this is it. And once you start going to your 65s, I mean, like I said, if it's 65 now, then I want to be 75. But say it's uh, 50 at the minute and we're going to 65s, you are going to have to up a lot of players to keep him, like Tarkovsky, because another reason I want to see it pushing up is because if Tarky does go, or Tarkovsky as it's pronounced, uh, if he does get like, a sniff of another club, and they're offering you 15 grand a week more, people I sit next to at the turf will say, oh, well, it's just be greedy once you get It's a short career, mate. If he breaks his leg tomorrow, he might not be on that ever again. And once Mm. you start offering these people that big money, it's hard to not go, no matter how much you love playing for
2: Burnham. I I, I don't necessarily buy the it's greedy thing. Like 100%, if someone someone from, I don't know, head and shoulders came up to you and said, Ray, you want to be a, a, a manager of one of our new salons? You'd 100%, if they offered you five grand a week more if 250 quid a week more you'd probably be like 100 i'm definitely going it's you, you've got it you've got to have ambition and i understand why certain players and stuff do move on and things like that because they have ambition and managers and stuff like that so i do understand that uh, we're getting a few comments coming in though so we'll just have a look at that um chris harris backs it up by saying he thinks the highest earner is uh, me on 55k is that that like new today because I didn't think he were on that much uh, fair enough though Chris uh, Neil Layfield loving the profile picture by the way Neil uh, he's got like a uh, like a sort of like an actor's headshot profile picture um, said you've got to get the balance right which is of course what me what me and you were just saying uh, look right. at how many clubs were paid stupid wages then struggle financially and almost go bust agree Burnley need to invest more but also need to make sure the club is stable which yeah. is pretty much everything that we do this is why we get Neil on because he talks sense uh, and he's <laughs> he just commented on his, uh, his profile picture as well he says it's for work so fair enough. Um, Forster1000 says, we won't be getting players on big wages. Championship and youth, I reckon there may be one from Europe or along. I, I don't necessarily mind the model that we currently have of, of saying to championship players, right, you've done well at that level. We will be your chance to get to this level. I, I quite like yeah. that model. It's worked so far. Yeah, I, I enjoy I don't, it. I don't I necessarily enjoy. think that's a
0: negative. No, investments, mate. They are, that's what they are, aren't they? If you got, not all of them work. Uh, ben Gibson, for example. But if you... Yeah. If you look in that championship, when we was in the championship, do you remember how frustrated we used to get that that, that heat and were in the England squad went, just because we were in championship when they were the standout player? And we always used to say, why do people never look in the championship for for internationals and things like that? And when you're not in the championship, you soon forget how good the, some of them players are. Um, yeah, exactly. Like for, Foresty has just been like, "Go on a free." Do you he, he was class
2: about. He class about five, six years ago. I don't know what he's like anymore, but he was class he five, never got six that years ago. In the no, true. He, I, I don't. I, some players just don't. Robbie Blake took years. He used to always go on about, I would love to play in the Prem, and he never really got that chance. Uh, I think Bolton took a, uh, sorry, Birmingham took a punt on him, didn't, it? didn't he, for a bit, but that didn't go well. And obviously, we got promoted in the end anyway, so we did get that chance with us, and then Bolton gave him another chance after that. So some players just don't get that chance. Um, but we had another question. Sorry, go on, go on.
0: Sorry, mate, there is a delay. Sorry. I would rather get a championship gamble than when you're looking at Sun and Sky Sports at this relegated 11. You know, what I mean it's all right putting Delafeya and Decore and all you know, all the Aaron's uh, people like that in that list. And they are incredible players individually, but are they the right players for your fit? Are they a team player? Are they individuals that, you know, just make themselves look good in a team of average players or, Yeah, I mean look you know,
2: a it... perfect example of that I think for me would be would be Chris Eagles. He used to always look class like when you're on yeah. the ball and stuff, but for a team I d I didn't really I didn't really I didn't really preach I didn't really like because he'd never track back and things like that and, and stuff yeah, like that. Dash won't have it, man. Dash won't have it. Uh, no, no chance Dash won't have it. Uh, we've had another question from Paul Seedle. I'll just put it on screen now so all the viewers can see it. Um it says, Do you think we currently have one of the weakest squads we've had in a while? Even though we probably have improved the individual talent the squad has had. Uh, sorry, the squad no, has. No.
0: My opinion. Would you no. like to expand?
2: Okay. No, just
0: not. No, no, I don't I, want to expand. Yeah, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. I don't think that's the thing because look at the injuries we've had. Look at the replacements that have come in. And if you actually give us a full strength squad with no injuries, I think our bench is probably. I remember looking back at benches thinking you don't you don't even want them to come on, and even yeah. in the Premier League. And now you're thinking like, oh right, go on throw Brady on. Uh, you know, Brady would have been the first team with someone you don't really want and. Lennon was in it this year and things like that. You know, don't just forget, don't just look at the eleven that's on. Look at the ones that are have left now, and Hendrick and things like that. You know, we've afforded to lose them players, so I don't think it was the weakest squad we've had at all. I think it's probably one of the depth. The depth of it is what's driving some players out. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, I th- I think some of the depth can be improved, but I won't say it's, yeah, it's, it's, the, weakest it's, no, it's I, the weakest squad. No, I think I think so- someone mentioned earlier on on the on. The, um, on one of the apps uh, that were one of the responses that I read out about something uh, that Kevin Long uh, we wouldn't have conceded that goal um, if Kevin yeah. Long were on the pitch. I probably I, I do I do probably agree ben with Mee. that comment obviously that the Brighton second goal uh, at the weekend. I do agree with that comment. However, I think Kevin Long's come in and proven that he yeah, you know he across. probably deserves a shout at Premier League football now, um, which is not something I thought I would have said this time 6 weeks ago, but since Ben Mee's been injured, he's come in and done really really well and and I think I think I think, I think the depth does get a bit of unnecessary stick mainly because of the cup runs that we've had through, down the years, which have just been absolutely shocking that we normally give to the the squad players. Obviously, we were shit this year in the cup as well, losing it on to Sunderland and on to Norwich. Um, got past Peterborough though, so that's a bonus. Um, but apart from that, obviously, we are just always, always so poor in the cups. But I think for me, a, that we, we've shown the, pre- the they've shown in the last few weeks because we've had a lot of injuries that the depth is actually all right.
0: Yeah, I think the depth's all right. I don't think it's as good as it can be. But unfortunately, I think we are going to go back a couple of years now because of the new rules of you're allowed five subs and you're allowed yeah. nine on your bench. Unfortunately, we've gone actually back even though we've improved. So next year might be even more difficult for depth than it's ever been. But end of the day, mate, we, we've survived all these seasons on one sub a game. So, you know, can have five subs.
2: Yeah, it's it's one of them. Though just, we'll just go on that five sub rule. I think it's just I know it's I know it's an obvious thing to say, and it'll and it'll be um, something that a lot of people have said already. But it just helps the big clubs, and that's why it's been yeah, pushed exactly. through because it just helps the big clubs. It's absolutely bullshit. The fact that you, City can look at their bench and bring on five world class players, same with Liverpool, more so City because City can just throw loads of money at it and not really give a shit. Liverpool can, but not to the same sort of extent that City can. Um, so it's, it's just only going to help them, and that's frustrating. Man United probably can as well in terms of wages and stuff. So it's just going to help the top, the top clubs, which is a bit of a shame.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we need to invest more in the depth of it. Like you said, um, it was interesting though because obviously it counters what I was saying, but only because of injuries. But when you look at the Brighton game, I said there was only two players that you would see come on the Burnley t- pitch uh, on the bench of nine. I think, and the other one was Peacock yeah. Farrell, which was a third and that obviously he ain't ain't coming on unless there's an injury, thank God there isn't at the minute, but um, you'd like to have seen the youth come through a little bit, but I don't know, we need to invest in some serious players that are potentials and that's why I like like what you said earlier the model of trying gambles in the Championship, because they're quite happy to wait for a chance
2: Yep, fair enough. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, we've got a comment from Chris Countryman, who says, Hi, I'm a huge New Burnley fan uh, from new. new Jersey. Yeah, it says new. Oh, it says right, new. Huge New Burnley fan from New Jersey, USA. Just did to say that James Rodriguez is officially Bay Rodriguez, and he's oh. made the impossible real. He's made man buns cool.
0: To be fair, he's a good-looking lad. Oh. He's a cool guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy.
2: He is a cool guy. Um, not many people will suit that sort of hair, but I, I, th- I know a lot of people comment all the time on my stuff, so you know, good cut that hair. But I, I think it suits him. I don't, I don't I know. Cool, man. If, could you imagine okay. me or you with that? Would look absolutely. I mean, I sent you some pictures this week. That. of You with long hair. You you looked absolutely ridiculous. I remember I my 30th that. birthday party. You turned up with your hair in a bun, and we won't. I'd... Yeah, cool. Nah weren't cool oh, good, uh, I've, I've, I've already said too much I probably won't get my hair cut ever again uh, if I carry <laughs> on uh, but Chris has left another comment he says I used to get mad at C-dubs offside tendencies I think he's, he's he, uh, that's his nickname for Chris C-woods. C-dubs is put but he's, he's not I, I don't think he's felt that wrong I think he's, he's no. put that intentionally uh, no, offside tendencies that, yeah. until I realised it wasn't really a tendency but a good indicator of how positive and front-footed the team plays and he is a brilliant f- he is the best finisher I said this on the you podcast when we first started one. it, day one, he's the best finisher that we have in this squad. And what I always cast my mind back to is the Arcos game at home. If all them chances at a fall to Chris Wood that fell to Sam Vaux, we'd, we'd have qualified, we'd, we'd have beat Arcos and we'd have got through to the group stages, in my what? humble opinion.
0: Honestly, I've never seen a game with as many chances, ever.
2: Exactly. And all you needed were two of them to fall to Chris Wood and we'd have been through. Exactly. He is a class finisher. Uh, but if you get any more questions, please, please feel free to put them into the um, into the chat. If you are listening to this on the podcast as well uh, from your favourite podcast provider, um, please bear in mind that we obviously did this live, uh, so some of the questions and stuff. Yeah, some of the questions and stuff. Um, You've obviously might be wondering where they getting that from. That's because we've done it live on YouTube. And if you don't follow us already. As I've just brought that in, as Simon nicely pointed out, uh, you can follow us all on the social media platforms at like the thing below. And this, Chris, is mainly for you because you said you're a, a new Burnley fan from New Jersey. You can follow us all on all these, mate. Follow us all on all these. Uh, but let's just have a look back at the season then because uh, we are pushing an hour now. My tea's probably freezing downstairs, uh, which is which is a shame. Miss put her eyes and into that. I've got work at home, oh, mate. I've, I'll tell listeners as well what I told you earlier today. I had an absolute nightmare we were yesterday. Fuck me, right. So I, I was at Bradford uh, for a, a job. I'll, I'll say that. Um, at what time do have to be there? 10.30 a.m. Not not obviously early. Oh, fine. I got up, had a coffee, nice and relaxed driving, dropped the lad off at his uh, nana's and stuff. Nice and easy. Got to Bradford. Got everything ready for this job. Uh, filmed this job. Uh, edited this job. Uh, finished the job at Bradford um, and then went over to my job, my next job, which was meant to be at William Hill. Obviously a few of you will know I work at William Hill at nights and stuff, doing the directing for their, for their internet and things like that. Uh, Sat there because I got there an hour and a half early. So I got there at half eight. Bearing man's I've been walking around Leeds city centre since 7pm as well, by the way. Uh, But I got into work at half eight. I don't start till 10. Uh, Just sat there chilling and it gets to five to 10, which is when I'm meant to start. And someone walks in and went, what are you doing here? And I turned around and I went, What do you mean? There's i like, I'm on betting TV tonight, not you, it's me. I went, No, it's me, it's me tonight, tomorrow, and Thursday. Then you all the other days, he's like, No, it's you, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and me all the other days. I'm like, No, you're wrong, you're wrong. And he's like, Oh, I hope not, because I've just got the bus. It's cost me a fiver for the bus. I'm like, cost me a fiver for the bus. I've been sat here since seven. I've been walking around Leeds <laughs> since seven. Anyway, he checks the fucking rotor and yeah, I would fucked up. I, I wasn't supposed to be in. I've I'd, I'd been sat there in Leeds doing absolutely nothing for three hours when I could have been at home playing.
0: On Warzone, were you? Oh, mate, got a good finish last night.
2: Yeah, well, we won't get into that because uh, one of your friends has fallen out with you because you're not good enough. Um, But yeah, I am at work tonight as well, so we do need to... Um get everything in we need to do but if you want to please feel free to get some questions in me and Simon will quickly now chat about the season if there are still some questions there for us to answer we'll go through and we'll chat about them we'll do that for as long as possible until I'm really hungry and I have to go But so get your questions in I'll come back to them in a bit um, but Simon your thoughts on the season as a whole then because it started off with a good win um, at home to Southampton remember going into it not really knowing what to expect from... It's always the same thing on the first day of the season. You don't know how you're going to play. You don't know how the opposition team's going to play. You don't know how you're going to come back from the break. You always want to start the season well, because obviously if you look back to the last season, we started it so poorly, thanks to, in my opinion, the Europa League campaign, that we were losing games we should have been winning. And then we were at, at a point where we were sort of like playing catch-up and stuff uh, and things like that. So it doesn't really... Um, help in terms of mentality and things like that. So you want to start and you want to start off with a win. Uh, And thankfully we did that against Southampton. I'm glad you've
0: recapped that because obviously it helps my memory. But yeah, I I remember going into that game because you look at the Southampton 11, they're actually a good 11 at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and I mean, then. they still
2: are now, but they, they had a really poor start to the season, yeah, which at the time I thought was a little bit... Uh, they've come into their own now and they are not finished too many points behind us, too many places behind us, which is probably what you'd expect looking at their team. But I, I didn't know what to expect it, but we went into it and absolutely battered them 3-0. Yeah,
0: but absolutely turned them over, didn't they? I remember Charlie Taylor yeah. had an absolute field day on that left-hand side. Dwight McNeil, it was like seeing a partnership. That was the start of seeing a partnership between Dwight and Rick. I'm sure it was Taylor that started no, it was
2: Peters, weren't it? It was Peters, Peters that sorry. played
0: that and I remember it, you know, on the left-hand side, we had a, an age of space and it just kept coming in from that left because of Dwight. And um, it was good to see. And, and, and turning them inside out, and it was just typical Burnley. There were no sort of frills with it. It was pass it along the back, work it down the front and then Dwight McNeil whip a ball in and stuff like that. It was just a, a cliché Burnley performance. But I remember thinking, fuck me, you got 3-0 against them. They look... It's interesting though, innit it, as a Burnley fan, you come off them games and think, they were shit today, weren't they?
2: <laughs> you yeah. don't
0: know how class were we, but um, no, they were. But
2: uh, I always remember that brilliant. mistake that um, Peter's got an assist for this. I remember Peter's got two assists, one for an absolute peach of a cross, which Barnes just it battered into played. the net. I remember
0: the left-hand side, we had a world I remember that much.
2: Yeah, it, Peter's who played, but I remember one of them were a beautiful cross, it landed perfectly on Barnes's head or his foot, not his head and he... Nearly brought the net it without a good of an header, but the second one he just oofed it upfield. It went underneath one of their defenders. Apparently, got caught in the wind, as their defender said in the in the in the post match. He went to edit, missed, went through to Barnes, who latched onto it, put it in, landed on his chest, belted it into the bottom of the net, two 0 And I think JBG scored the third. But I always remember that that defender uh, summed up their performance, I think, with me because he were absolute shambles and he had that terrible terrible header.
0: I do remember. I do like I said the. With the the left side, the wing backs in particular, and I remember of cutting in as well a lot, which we never used to see, and that was the start of it this season. Like you see it a few times with Bardo having shots and Lawton having shots when he's playing, and uh, yeah, it's good to see it was it was start of sort of like you said the transformation. And I thought then that we were going to do well in the season, but obviously we had a bit of a dip in the middle of it, didn't we?
2: Yeah, it weren't just the middle either, because after that we lost 2-1 at Arsenal. That's not, it's not really obviously a dip, but I remember that game we played well. But the Chibayos, uh the lad who, who didn't have that good of a season, to be fair, in the end, but I remember thinking that like, this lad's going to be class, he's going to tear the Premier League up. they beat beaters because of that. Uh, then we went to Wolves and drew 1-1. Um, that were a ridiculous penalty decision that um, we ended up getting karma for, thankfully, uh, which screwed us over on that I one. Then we got beat to Sunderland. I know, I know, it's a fucking joke. Then we got beat to Sunderland um On the 28th of August, and then we lost at home to Liverpool 3 0. Obviously, Liverpool in the end went on to win the league. A lot of people at the time thought Liverpool were going to be top two anyway, so not many people were that worried about that result. But I remember even that we having that great month start, should I say, great start to the month and great start to the season at the end of it, thinking, All right, we've played three good, very good sides here, but we haven't picked up a win. It were mainly the, the game against Sunderland that worried me because we had the likes of Danny Drinkwater playing, Joe Hart. Uh, ben Gibson played as well, I think. To be fair, in that game, I remember thinking, if did Danny drink played, it might not have done. He might not forget, have done. But not, we had a I'm lot. We sure. had a lot of depth. We had a lot of depth not on sure that. We had a lot of experience, should I say, on that pitch, and ended up but getting that absolutely goes turned back to
0: over. not it? That goes back to the point of like you said about the, the the question was earlier. Do you think it's the worst sort of depth we've had? We we actually had a cup team for once. You know what I mean? And it was like nearly a full, full new eleven. Nearly. Uh, yeah. We've never had that before. So. Just echo what you said earlier, really.
2: Then we had an unbeaten September, uh, so we went to Brighton and drew one one. Jeff Hendrick RIP with the goal, uh, beat Norwich 2 0 at home, absolutely comfortable though. That that were when that were at one, at one point where I thought because you as a Burnley fan, I don't Norwich know if, if
0: people, them, weren't they?
2: yeah, as, as a Burnley fan, I don't know if people are going to disagree with me, but I. Personally, I'm always thinking, I'm always looking over my shoulder, just making sure we're that far away from 18th. You know, we've got a point gap. Just, just making. But when we beat Norwich that day and we absolutely turned them over, I know it says 2-0, but in terms of quality, we were like 5 6 nil ahead of them. And I looked at that game and came battered, away from that game thinking, battered. we'll be all right. I remember coming away from that game thinking, we'll be fine. If, if there's teams like this in this league, we will be fine.
0: There were there were a game like that, and I think it was uh, I think it was Everton as well this season. What, what's going Everton this season? It were one nil towards, all, I think it were. And uh, I remember them. We won at Turf,
2: they won at Goodison.
0: Yeah, and I remember at the Turf, and we beat them. I and I remember looking, thinking, well, miles better than Southampton because they were struggling then.
2: Yeah. And I remember exactly. looking but,
0: yeah. at Norwich, thinking when we turned them over, thinking we're we're doing all right here. I Even think at this like, point
2: Southampton have been beaten 9-0 at home to Leicester yeah. as well so I remember thinking Norwich is shit point, Southampton yeah. is shit just looking ahead at some more scores as well after that we drew with Villa 2-2 as well now you went on that one didn't you
0: yeah good game it were, we didn't deserve much out of it to be fair they were a far better team than us and we just grounded a result out and, and we did it well but I think they got a goal disallowed as well, so we could have it could have been worse. Well we had we had we had the the Westy forty five yard lob,
2: uh, lob that that for it were a poor foul, I think, in the end, but it I, it, I it, it were always a foul
0: and uh, and I spoke to Heats about that afterwards and I'm like, Oh were you got like winding Heats up saying we got to when that Westy goal went Because obviously Heats acted like he was just walking back to the net, but if you watch it from the beginning, he's done a jog. Done a little skip as they say, I ain't getting that, and then walk back to the net afterwards. this say, what not even trying to get it." And I remember trying to wind him up about that afterwards, and he said, "Literally every time the court, there was a corner, Westy was in my ear giving me shit about that, uh, letting it in."
2: Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Richard Goddard says, "Hey, up lads, what have I missed? Uh, just an hour, mate. Just an hour of, 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 of live podcast." Of uh, yeah. um, it does say, Ben, me till 2022, should be at least until 2025. Richard, we have discussed that, but don't worry, the podcast uh, is going to go up in the usual places if you want to download it. And of course, this video will stay on our YouTube as well if you want to go back and, uh, and listen to everything we said about Ben. Uh, but it's great to see Ben, obviously, uh, extended stay at the club, so we're all buzzing with that. Uh, we're just going through the season now, though. After that, we beat Everton 1-0 at the turf, then lost at Leicester... <laughs> Then lost at Leicester, um, but in, in controversial circumstances, because we did score an equaliser, uh, but Ben Mee... Sorry, not Ben Mee, it's because we talk about Ben Mee, but Chris Wood had a goal disallowed for absolute fuck-all. Oh, and then my lost God, I forgot about goal. that. Yeah. You forget about that. So, okay. obviously, the ball's going into the net. Chris Wood's going like that. For some reason, your camera's gone off. I hope everything's okay. There we go, he's back. Chris Wood went like that. As I say, like I'm not touching him. He ran through, and then Rick Madison fell over. Rick Madison that fell over. Yeah, like... No, was it? Was it not Evans? Could have been Evans. Could have with been Evans. Back. Yeah, I think you were Evans and actually, and that and, that and that he road. fell over his own legs. He fell over his own legs. That's one of.
0: I remember it because I remember even like being obviously with ever in the final. Yeah, Richard Cole that, confirmed I, Evans. And I even remember. Um, everyone knows me for knows I've got a bad memory, but I even remember the fact that on match day afterwards, even they were saying that, like, "Oh, that's ridiculous that that happened." And, uh, yeah, it were uh, what? What? How could I forget about that? That was were unbelievable,
2: wasn't it? I, I worked with a Leicester fan, and he actually came up to me and said that decision was a disgrace. and I'm like, don't even talk to me, Dan. Don't even talk to me. I was fuming. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we got absolutely beating
0: our points record this season.
2: Well, there's been a few. Obviously, yeah, there's been a few like instances. Even the Brighton game, like I said, I've mentioned that decision. uh Then came the sort of like part of the season. Um, where we started like not being shit all season, but started stuttering a little bit. Like we'd we do we'd have some really good performances and some really bad ones. Uh, we got beat against Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. Most of us has wiped that from our memory. That were absolute shambles. And we absolutely battered West Ham at home 3 0, battered Watford down at Watford 3 0, but then lost at onto to Crystal Palace 2-0. So I remember at this point thinking we're just gonna we're just gonna start stuttering here. The season, I used to always say at that point, this season is very stop start, and that's exactly what we're at
0: Yeah, no, uh, that was the point I was referring to in the middle where it it started to to slope a bit, like, as you say, stop, start. But um, at the beginning of the season, I remember being confident and this was the point where I started to get a bit panicky now because we've never been comfortable this season, even though we've finished well above relegation. Like you said, it's always been a bit sort of small steps. It's never been a quite... uh, yeah, like the I, I don't really think we were massive.
2: Europe. I don't ever think we, we went miles away from relegation yeah. until after lockdown. I think that's when we like really pulled away. Even during lockdown, I was like, all right, 36 points, we will more than likely be safe, but we need them boys to not go on a run. But then we went on that run and then we were miles away. But during, at this point of the season, we're always just sort of like, oh, hold on a second, that's a good win, but that's yeah, a yeah. shit result. After we're, we're always just sort of like, oh, I hope they don't win sort of thing.
0: Whereas the, the season that we got in Europe with the same amount of points, we was always looking at Europe in the last sort of third of the season, yeah, weren't we?
2: Exactly, exactly. It's so it's a weird how the two seasons have panned out, isn't it? Because yeah, uh, we've ended up on the exact same points, but for that European game, we were fourth in like December, whereas in this time in December we were like 15 sixteen, something like that. And looking over his shoulder, especially after the Villa game, that we'll get onto that in a second though. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's uh, November done. Uh, we we'll just have a look at December. Um, so, we, um see, again, Love again, December. this was starting to get really, really, like, ah, we're getting a bit worried at this point. So, we lost December's at home to Man 4-1. Yeah, we lost at home to Man City 4-1. Then we got beat against Tottenham 5-0. Um, how we got beat 5-0 against the Jose Mourinho side is beyond me. And thankfully, we had a couple of big wins, big wins that we needed. Uh, beat Newcastle 1-0 at the turf. Beat Bournemouth 1-0 down at Bournemouth. Dean Court, Vitality Stadium, whatever it's called. Um... Then we lost away to Everton on Boxing Day, and then we lost at home uh, to Manchester United on the 28th of December. So a bit of a mixed month, really. Some absolute batterings in there, um, but yeah. some sort of like um, uh, big wins as well. Uh, when the pressure on, we started getting some big wins.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like you said, the Man United game, I, I, we, never, we never turned up for it. And they're the games at Turf Moor that you usually turn up for as Burnley fans. I, yeah. remember, I remember coming away from that thinking we, were, we weren't even... Oh, at the races, that game—it was a bizarre game. I remember being deflated
2: by that one. You know, I've always found that until recently, uh, I, I remember leaving that game and saying, "Oh, we give the we give the big clubs too much respect." And at every point mm-hmm. during that game this season, we'd lost at home to City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United. Got battered away to Tottenham. we would given them all far too much respect. And that yeah. Man United game, I was so frustrated because it, it looked like a game where, as if we got in their faces and did what Burnley does best, we'd have won, but we just never did
0: no it were, it was were weird i remember because i think united were on their knees at that point if I, there was something on The some needs a majority of that meant, think the part. Yeah, there was something that massively made me think that they they were there for the take and i don't remember what now but yeah i remember I just, I just same sort of vibe as
2: me i just think like they looked they just didn't look that good uh, richard says give over you weren't seriously worried that we would get relegated after lockdown no what I've, sorry, i sorry i'm not i've oh, explained okay. it right but what, 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 i was yeah, during yeah during lockdown we were on 36 points and obviously you need to Get to that forty mark, everybody says. I always thought we'd do it, but I was looking at sides behind us as well, just sort of like making sure that we had the had the points cushion and things like that, which we always did. Um, anyway, let's get back into the season. So then January, January came, and then yeah, this the game where I left, and I thought we're fucked. Uh, I think we might end up going down. It. I never, I never thought we were going to go down, but I was, I was like, right, I am very worried about getting relegated. Here it was obviously the defeat to Aston Villa on New Year's Day. Lost 2-1 yep. one, one to them. We we're absolutely shambles that day, but a lot of oh, people massive. have joked, it might be the truth, um, that obviously it was New Year's Eve the night before, so maybe some of the players were still a little bit worse for wear. But they've de- they definitely played like that. So
0: Yeah, I mean, it were two bad injuries for Villa in that game. Obviously, the Wesley one and the Heaton one. Uh, mm-hmm. And they still come away somehow. With, with and they had that ridiculous
2: goal dis- disallowed where I think it were Wesley were walking back, had his heel just over oh, like one the players. Was a ridiculous decision I've ever seen. Obviously, it's I took it, it at the time, but I think in the end Villa got. They deserve to yeah, in that we... game. Villa. Oh than mate, us.
0: The, the the actual Grealish. show. anyone who was questioning is Grealish a Premier League player after that game at Turf Moor can't not have said he's a Premier League player. He, he tore us apart. We gave him far too much time.
2: Yeah, we I think I think that's him. a problem. We gave him too much space, but I think obviously yeah. a lot. I think, I think we were worried that he draws in the fouls. So I think yeah. that's what we were trying not to do. But Kick I just think it, we man. got we got it. Yeah, we got we got it. We got it wrong with Grealish that day. I think yeah, we don't we space. We, we got it wrong. Um but then again, apparently there were those sort of things after that where we had our meetings as people do. Uh we beat Peterborough 4-2 in the cup. That ended up being in vain, because obviously we lost to Norwich in the next round. Then we lost to Chelsea, 3-0 at Chelsea. Now I believe this is when we had all these meetings and all these Crisis meetings that we seem to have like one every year at the minute. Well, we've just had it for two years, uh, to be fair. Um, But and then we seem to turn it around after that because after that we beat Leicester two one, and then we end January with a win in the league with a win at Manchester United. Obviously, we, we also lost to Norwich as well. But I um, think if I if I'm going to look at one particular moment in this entire. Uh, one particular game in this entire season that turned it round from being stop-start to pushing on and being an absolute force like we were in the second half of the season was that Leicester game. And if I can pinpoint an absolute moment within that Leicester game that turned it round and therefore turned our entire season round, for me, as Simon does somersaults for some reason, uh, was Nick Pope's uh, penalty save in that game.
0: Yeah, I were uh, I was working in Manchester that day and I had it on. I was at a conference and I was one of the... like. You know, like the guest artist that comes on and shows you how, what to do. And for yeah. hundreds of hairdressers, and I had the fucking the game on on my phone at my table waiting for my slot. I didn't, didn't watch any of it. And I remember Louie, my son who's 11, for those who don't know, rang me and said, he saved the penalty. And I'm watching it on bloody Sky Go or whatever. So I didn't even <laughs> see it. I didn't even know it was a penalty at that point. I remember him ringing me up. And I'm at the table thinking, fucking good. Yeah. Trying to not act, react. But that's yeah, that's that's to that me that. the
2: moment i would, uh, that penalty because that turned that game around that would have made it either 2 0 or 2 or 1 to Leicester. I think it would have been 2 0. Uh, if you're in the chat and you do remember, um, if uh, just let me know in the chat. Um, but that was the moment that that game turned around and it was that game for me that turned our season around because Leicester was second or third at the time, they were doing really really well. So the fact that we came away from that win, it just gave us all that that that. Big confidence boost, and as as Paul Seidel in the chat says, we had that meeting after that after that before that game, a back to basics meeting. So if you're going into that meeting, and you're saying, right, we're going to do this, do that, and do that differently. And then you've come out of that and go into a game where you then win, you're going to be buzzing. And I think I think that's what turned it around for me.
0: That that penalty save turned that game around, and that game turned our season around. Yeah, they the were. I don't remember when the meetings are, but I have heard about these meetings and uh, that penalty save against someone who's then gone on to win the Golden Boot as well. By the way. Um, True. Is a is a pivotal point in the season, as you call
2: it. Yeah, definitely. And then obviously the win at Man United as well. We were both there in the in the box, which absolutely class. Uh, probably oh, we got my favorite. That, didn't we? we yeah,
0: been, we were Only,
2: only one person. Only one person. Battered us. Only one person. I can't remember his it's name. I on YouTube. I, I, I don't genuinely remember his name. And I I, I don't, I don't give the haters. I don't give the haters what they want because they want they want this. They want to show that they've got to us. Fuck em. Who gives a I time shit? My uh, we life. had a bit
0: Stretford and dancing about Jay Rodriguez's goal getting scowled at
2: We had a good time. That's all that matters. But we were fantastic that day.
0: What we get? Oh, so so good. Uh, there, there were not one player that didn't excel. Um, if it, if it were paper, they'd have all got at least a nine out of ten. It was literally one of them games where every single player was amazing.
2: Just quickly break off because I've seen a comment from Forza1000. Do you think the Villa game was the worst home performance on the Dice? I think it definitely was this season. Um, I can't remember any others that stand think, out too yeah, much. I can't.
0: I can't go back through um, that.
2: So, uh, my is not good enough to go back for every single home game, but no- nothing else seems to stand out more than that. Um, in fact, yeah, it does. Everton 5-0 on Boxing Day, or 5-1, whatever it was. Yeah. So, for that was probably worse than that, to be fair. Um, that was your team, you final game, though, weren't it, to be fair? So, that ended up being a bit of a positive on that side of things. Um, but, yeah, then we go into February. Um, obviously, then we had the 0-0 at home against Arsenal. Uh, then we watched... Uh, we watched, sorry. Then we beat Southampton 2-1. Um, down at Southampton. The reason why I said watch is because I watched it in a bar in Tenerife, um, and I was thinking about that in my head at the time. Uh, then we beat Bournemouth three 0 at home, absolutely battered, and then drew with Newcastle United um, away. And in the end, an unbeaten, uh, an unbeaten month to say that we played Arsenal, Southampton, Bournemouth to a lesser extent, and Newcastle away. You know, that's a really, really good month. And as I said, we started pushing on at this point.
0: I don't remember Bournemouth being a, even a relegation contender there. I think they were comfortable. So I don't think.
2: There were a lot. Of, I think they were like lower mid table sort of thing. They were yeah, always in a battle. They're always in a battle, but you just never really felt. For the majority of the season, I thought Villa were going down, and they've just recently pulled it out of it out of a hat. Obviously, the the West Brom fan did the did the Villas going down down. Everyone thought they were going down. Um, and I think it's I think it's Villa pulling away its class. Villa <laughs> pulling away that, that's pulled Bournemouth into it. But Bournemouth, after lockdown, I think that's when Bournemouth have, have ended up being sucked into it. They've been shite. Absolutely shite. That home defeat to Newcastle what sent Bournemouth down, really. I oh, know.
0: I oh, know. And then there's centre hours being scoured at 50 million, but they're gonna give him 35 because he got relegated. Really
2: yeah. Uh that's another matter. But a good month there for Burnley. Then we push on into March. Obviously, only the one game in March. Um, because um, they are the old Rona happened. Um, Burnley won, Tottenham won. I remember that, again leaving this one, being happy with the result, but again thinking we should have probably got more out of it.
0: Yeah, it, it, I don't remember this one particularly well. I don't think there was a. It was a, a lightning sort of exciting game where it, it were it were a one-one draw against the top top team really. So you, can, you can't be grumbling at that anyway.
2: No. Um, Richard Goodard says, bloody hell, this is a marathon effort, lads. Still only at halfway point. Do you fancy a drinks break? Normally, lad, uh, lads, I would have a beer with me. As you don't know, if you watch the vodcast or you watch me do some of my live videos, I would have a beer with me. Simon's got an orange juice. I would have a beer because I'm a man. Um, but I'm working tonight. I'm going to drive to Leeds. So um, no t- that's very typical mailbox. Me. No, he doesn't at all. Uh, I do. Ah. <laughs> he doesn't at all. Um, but uh, again, we are we are nearly done though, Richard, so don't worry about us. If you do want us to answer some questions after we finish finished the season review, uh, leave a question and we'll read it out uh, probably in around five minutes. Because after that, like I said, was the, was the break for Rona. Then we came back and we are an absolute force after Rona, weren't we? Let's just forget that City game 5-0. Uh, but obviously we yeah. lost uh, away to City 5-0. Then we beat Watford. Then we beat Palace in the month of June 2 2- big wins um, that got us over that 40 point mark at this point we are on 42 I think
0: yeah I mean it started the Palace decline that as well didn't it um, yeah yeah yeah.
2: yeah well I think they played uh, they won their first game back from uh, Rona um, then yeah. they got battered by Liverpool and then they played us so we were sort of like I think they might beat Watford you know um, but I can't remember obviously I don't know much about Palace um, but yeah so they, but then that did start the Palace decline because they, I don't think they won again did they
0: um, sorry mate, Austin trying to get in shot there. Um, no, i uh, said, I'm, I'm off track, I'm not even going to lie, I was talking to Austin, sorry. Saying
2: I don't think Palace won again after that?
0: No, no, that's what I mean, I, I mentioned that earlier, sorry I just didn't hear you, but yeah, so I think they went seven, seven losses on the bounce.
2: Yeah, and then we move into July. Obviously, a very, very, very packed month. Um, so, we'll just discuss the first three games. Uh, Burnley won, Sheffield United won, West Ham nil, Burnley won, and then Liverpool won, Burnley won. Um, so, some good results there, really. Oh, some very, very good results. And and yeah, some good performances Sheffield as well. Should,
0: we could have beaten them, We should have
2: won. Yeah, we should have won. Yeah, Again, yeah. I, I worked with a Sheffield United fan. The first thing he said to me is, how you didn't win that game yesterday is beyond me. Um, yeah. And Liverpool as well. Yeah, Liverpool probably should have won that one. But we just showed... The different side of our game in that game, they showed our resilience and the, and the character because we came back into it and got and got the draw with a fantastic goal from Jay.
0: This is the first season in the Premier League where we've, we as soon as we go one nil down, we it's still we've got a game on. Whereas usually in the last few seasons when we've been one nil down, it's like let's not be four or five. You know what I mean? There's been always been a fear of getting turned over, but I think this season is the first season where I thought, come on, if you can do this, you can get back into this.
2: Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. And the fact that we got the point um, at Liverpool, at Liverpool uh, yeah. pretty much sums that one up. Uh, then the last three games of the season, Burnley won, Wolves won. Um, again, and that will, we'll just do these singular now because we're into the last few. Um, give people a chance to ask another question if you want. We've only got a few games left to do. And If there's no questions in there, I'm going downstairs and having my tea and getting ready for work. Um so, area we wee questions if you want to ask him. But but the Wolves game, one of them games where we were watching it, i much pretty bored, we weren't really playing very well. Uh, but thankfully, we got the we got the point through a deserved penalty and a nice dose of karma as well.
0: I know. I mean, what a finish by Jimenez as well. Let's just give credit where credit yeah, due. great finish, to be fair. Fantastic. Serious goal. If you're going to score a goal against Pope, that's the kind of goal that you don't mind saying that. Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Um, the fact that he came to it so fast and he just adjusted his oh, body and got the power bit. and pace and placement on it. Insane, man.
0: They were a serious goal and like you said, they deserve penalty in, in terms of both legs if you want to call home and, and away in a leg. Um, and then, yeah, fuck them, he's one of them. I, I saw him all whinging about it. I had a Wolves fan comment on my uh, saying, oh, oh, you got that penalty. And I just screenshot your uh, turf cast thing of the karma. one, the karma one, yeah. Sent yeah. that badge, I didn't get a reply.
2: Yeah, of course you didn't. You wouldn't do though, would you? Um, But then after that, there was the Norwich win. Norwich down to nine men. Um, A few people, if anything, criticised us for not finishing them off, but we got the win. And for me, that's pretty much all that matters. Yeah,
0: that's all that matters. And it was at a time where there was still the pressure of keeping the clean sheet and getting a points total, the highest points total.
2: Yeah, exactly. And we got the clean sheet, which in the end was all in vain. Um, but then obviously the last game of the season, which we have just discussed, so we won't really go into, was Brighton 1, Burnley yeah. 2. And it, it's a shame the season ended the way it did. But if, if you could choose a game to, um, what's the word, be the exact opposite of what our season was, or at least the second half of the season was, it would be that Brighton game.
0: Yeah, it were a great game. The Villa game were a great game. Uh, the Spurs away was a terrible game. Yeah, I'm not that arse. I give up to that one. now. I. Yeah, you City
2: and you Liverpool. (laughs) I'm a bit disappointed we didn't get much against Chelsea this season because they're a little bit. I mean, they're finishing the Champions League places, admittedly. So it's a top four club, so you can sort of hold your hands up sometimes. But I think there's been they've not been all that Chelsea this season. They've done well. Having said that, let's just. I'm going to go back to something that you said at the start of the season. You predicted Chelsea to finish in the bottom half.
0: Yeah, because. They didn't have any sign? Did they have the embargo on at the time I said this? They had the embargo, yeah. new manager, and the players, they were starting the season with Abraham. Who'd have predicted anywhere that he'd have got 10 goals in the first half of the season, as he did, I think it were. Uh, for me, there was no one in that team that had any leadership that were going to drag them up. I thought they were going to crumble, to be honest with you. But Lampard, I'll take me out of and I'll say he's done an unbelievable job. And, and hopefully they go on winning the FA Cup with
2: yeah, they've done well. I like, I like Frank as well. I think for the yep. first time in a long time, I look at Chelsea and think, yeah, you know, you're not massive dickheads, because um, I, I like Frank. And, 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 <laughs> I like Chelsea. And I, uh, I, won't, I won't go as far as saying I like them. I just, I
0: yeah. just don't detest like them the, anymore. I don't like them. I don't like them as in like a supporting manner. But I, I had, a I brought my arm there once, and the club went out of the way to help me out when they were there. So I, I've always had a bit of a
2: respect for them. I call it. I remember that. I remember that. Um, match, of the goal, match of the day goal of the season Richard Goddard says it was sun against us uh, so he's good about that uh, one final question before we wrap up the podcast um, Paul Seedle says a burning question will we see a new strip before September yeah. I, um, I, I would hope so Paul but fuck me they are taking the piss aren't they?
0: I'd be very surprised if it's not by this time next week if we haven't seen it I'd be very surprised it's well getting... you
2: know what I, I would have thought that myself uh, League Two clubs, where I work, Bradford, have announced their home kit. You know what I mean? Most League Two clubs, if not all of them, someone will easily find one that hasn't if they wanted to. But the majority of League Two clubs probably have. The majority of Premier League clubs, and the majority of clubs full stop have done it. Someone actually asked the Burnley on Twitter today and said, um, what's the plan are we going to see? And they said, once we have a date, we will let you know. They don't even have a date for releasing it yet. Yeah. Or oh, that's, that's the noise that they're putting out.
0: I've heard that that shirt is in the back room at the club shop. Off, off a, of a decent source. let's put it that way. Well, a perfect source. Um, so how how they haven't got a day is beyond me. Apparently, it's all picked. I've been quoted as as hearing the away kit is the best away kit we've ever had. That that's been said to me.
2: Interesting, interesting. Now you've told me the fact that they uh, have the have the kit in the back room before. So yeah. you you have mentioned that to me before. So I let's just discuss. The, the the leaked shirt. I think yeah, everyone it be, yeah. everyone hundred. I I I am I would put my bollocks left. on the line and say yeah. No, both of them. In fact, yeah, just one, both just in them. case. Fair. No, just one, just just one. Me left one, just me left one. I will put that on the line and say that is a new shirt because I yeah. obviously I, at this point this leak came out after you told me that you know that that, that they had him in the back. So in my head that is somebody that has that works in the club shop and has took one home. Took it home in the bag and just took a
0: picture of it. Yeah, and, and what an idiot he is! And I'd, I'd be very surprised if he's still got a yeah. job. Yeah, I'd uh, be very
2: surprised if he's still got a job as well. And just just to
0: just to give you some sort
2: of like, it actually got leaked at Bradford as well. Someone was on the job for the shoot for the home kit. Uh, they got somebody on the job and someone someone leaked it. But look, Bradford did it. They did it where they they went into the community and gave people the shirt like the fans. You know, it was a good video, good idea. Um I didn't work on that one though, um annoyingly. Um but it was a good idea. They went into like people's houses of big fans and stuff and got them to wear the shirt and you know, interviewed them and you know, started showed them like putting the shirt on, you know, that sort of vibe. Uh but someone took a picture of it and leaked it before they got the video done. So it does happen. So it's 100 gonna be something oh, like
0: that Yeah, I, I got an absolute roasting for putting a picture of an aircut up that had a left sock of Andre Grey in the background. You could only see the sock and they went yeah. fucking ballistic at me. So whoever's leaked that shirt, mate, will be getting absolutely turned over. If um, they find out who it is. They could, they will not not find out who it is, I'm telling you, they'll know. And, uh, but irrelevant to that, my argument is, don't give these people these opportunities, number yeah.
1: one. I, mean,
0: yeah. like, I put I put a sock up and I got an absolute batter I didn't even mean to do it. It was in the background. You couldn't even, still can't even tell. It was a white sock with a claret band. Same we have every bastard year, apart from the hoop ones. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, no, to, to don't give them the chance by getting it out on time, mate. Like just, I'm sure the marketing gurus at our Burnley Football Club have a perfectly good marketing campaign that is the reason that they're not doing it yet, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. Yeah,
2: well, to be fair, I, 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 it, Bradford, for example, they, when they officially announced their that their, their shirt, it was um, just like a picture of the shirt that, that was sent to them by the manufacturers because at the time they released it just after COVID, so they, because of yeah. lockdown, they couldn't go out and do any sort of filming and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, maybe Burnley, maybe Burnley, have not been able to do something because of that. Um, but I'm interested
0: to see what this away kit's like. I hope it's yellow. I love a yellow away kit, mate. I can't. I, do you know what? He might have told me the colour, and maybe me just off listening. Um, but I, I swear to God, the quarter is is the best away kit we've ever had.
2: Paul Seedle said, some guy said that that shirt was just something he found online for cheap. I saw that comment, Paul, and it's absolutely bullshit. You have uh, Trust me, I am I, always on eBay and searching for, for Burnley shirts. There's no way he's bought a Burnley shirt that has the Love Bet sponsor on it and Umbro and the current Crest that he's found online for cheap. Who's going to be selling that? No way. Um Richard Goddard says, please don't put your bollocks anywhere near the line. Fair enough, Richard. Um, no one wants see my bollocks. Um, but re- one final question. We'll do this one quickly because I've had a text message off the missus, which is simply just a question mark. Yeah, so I, that's I, I never that's never well. never, never good. Um, when will we be back in the stands on the turf? Um October. we don't actually know. We don't we don't know. Um we don't know. Yeah. Um someone who works for a football club, I've been told um that they've said um, Quilter's online. Hi, Quilter. A bit late, mate. hopefully you've been lurking. Uh, we're about to wrap up now, though, but He says a yellow a yellow shirt will be incredible. Uh, but Bra- Bradford, I've been told that uh, they will more than likely start the new season behind closed doors, and eventually they'll be able to allow people in with a reduced capacity. Um, so I would yeah. presume it's that it's the same for Burnley. Um, but that that's just me going off something that I've been told from from another football club. I don't know if Burnley or the Premier League is going to be the same, but I would presume so.
0: Uh, I've heard October.
2: Yep, fair enough. Uh, well, thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, if you haven't already, please do download our uh, pitch sponsor, our, sorry, our sponsors app, Pitch Sports. Uh, go there, please download them. Uh, if you want to get Quilter said he's been here all along. Happy days, and Quilter. He, he, he puts it any more, yeah. Maybe he's maybe has been socket. We'll see. Hopefully you have, though, mate. If not, uh, one thing I'm going to say, if you have just joined us, or, or you join us halfway through, and you want to f- catch the first half, um, you can do on uh, on your podcast provider because we will be putting it up there like we normally do. This video will stay on YouTube, so when this live is finished, you can watch it from the beginning. Uh, all the usual things. Um Paul Seidel says hit the like button, guys and gals. I totally agree with Paul. If you don't already, please subscribe to the channel. Please follow us on all the social media things. If you haven't already, please head to the athletic.co.uk forward slash turfcast uh, to get 50% off for a year because that runs out this year. I will no longer have that. Sorry, this year, this week. I will no longer have that as of um Thursday. So if you want to get that, please go and get it and get it quickly. But that's it for me and Simon. Um, thank you very much and we will see you uh, there's no watch alongs coming we'll see you for the quiz on Sunday if you're playing with the quiz but thank you for watching and of course we will see you later bye